Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. And we're back. We're back for another episode of The One Guys Show. With Mr. The one guys. Hayden Rolf and uh, Ryan. Ryan Man Smith. Smith. How you doing, Ryan? Yeah, good. I don't think you? I've ever called you Rye. Rye. Loads of people do shorten it to Rye. I call you Rye Mondo. Um, I don't really know why. Rye Mondo. Rye I don't mind that, Rye Mondo. Rye to the Mondo. Rye Mondo. Although, hold on. I'm pretty sure the other day when we were walking through Bryson, you were like, your name is so generic. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Thanks, man. You do Thanks have the most special. British name. <laughs> no, yeah, my name's not actually British. Like the name Ryan's like Irish. What's really impressive is you actually rank your Instagram ranks on Google, like right at the top. So if you type in like Ryan Smith, you act like again, think of how many people in the world are called Ryan Smith. For your Instagram There's to be on the first people. page is pretty impressive. So 50k, mate, that's what it does for you. I'm doing so right, obviously. You know, I don't spend my hours on TikTok and Canva for nothing. At least I know it's doing so. Yeah, exactly that. So um, what's been going on this week for you, Ryan? What's been happening? I'm feeling good, man. Yeah? Like, generally feeling good. I'm pumped for the world to open now. I'm really excited. Um, We booked a little trip to Portugal and then the flights got cancelled. So that's something that we need to rebook. Because I'm excited, man, just to like do something normal. Like every time I do something that I haven't been able to do for like a year, I'm like, this is cool, man. Mm. Because you don't take it for granted. Whereas before obviously you did. Like flying, the first time we fly, I'm going to be like, mate, this is mental. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's um. It's, it is a really exciting time. And like, I think there's just so much going on that, because you've got the, uh, obviously, I don't know how many people are going to be into football here, but like, mm. we've got the Euros that are coming up. And I think regardless, it's one of those things that I like, I legit get excited for like athletics, like anything like. Yeah, it's cool to watch. Yeah, anything that's got uh, like the nation in it, I'm, I'm absolutely buzzed to watch it. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm going to watch, the, I think I told you this, didn't I? I'm going to watch the 2020 cricket on the 1st of August. Yeah. Never been to see a professional cricket game, which is cool. It's like, it's something different, do you know what I mean? Like to be in a stadium watching sport, like that's not something that you can do every day at the moment. So that's going to be quite a cool experience as I th- well. I think 2020 is... Um, it's a slog match. Is Yeah, 20, so 2020 is the good one that you want to watch out of... Yeah. Uh, sorry for cricket fans out there. I don't really know too much about it, but 2020 is the Test faster... Matches. Yeah, the faster like pace one. It'll be done in a day. And yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure if you catch the ball, you win money. It's 2020 that if you catch it in the crowd, you win like £10,000 or something. I don't know what it is. I mean, you will not see me like you've ever seen me before if that ball comes anywhere near me. Yeah, I mean, I might have completely lied. I actually don't know what it is. I will dive over 50 people (laughs) to get that ball. But no, it should be good. It's something different. Um, We actually booked the tickets and had to cancel them because we booked it in the family area and it's a no alcohol zone. But obviously like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the darts like you go there there's lots of cheering signs drinking like it's a good fun social day um, so we booked it in like the family non-drinking zone and we were like oh we booked it in the wrong zone um, it was either London or Southampton they were the two options on the day that we had where there was tickets available um, but Southampton's and it would have taken us an hour so that's absolute classic you for um, like and you to not even like realise and you get there and everyone's like are you joking Ryan like can you remember when, I would have been like uh. can you remember when you um, it was uh, earlier this year no it was last year it was the end of last year throw me out of the bus when we, <laughs> when we went to um, book that place in Devon like do a bit of like a work trip away and you oh, said oh mate, I've, book, I've booked one. it here it is and then I looked and I was like <laughs> you've booked the wrong one <laughs> So you had to go back to the car. Oh, mate, I had to message him and be like, I'm really sorry. I wasn't mean to, I wasn't meant to book your Airbnb. Luckily, he was fine because he could have totally been like, well, you booked it now, it's game over. Yeah. 
And then he had to obviously like refund the money and then had to book another one. Mate, that was a great little week. Yeah, that, that was, was a great little. That was funny. It's a massive house for two people. Yeah, it's, so it's like um, just off of Somerset. Well, mm. uh, Taunton. It's a nice place. So it's we were literally in the sticks, and when I, I knew it, I knew it wasn't going to be like um, a, a city or anything like that. But when we were in the sticks, like we literally had to drive about ten minutes down the 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 down the trailer lane. Mm. To actually, yeah, it was a long lane to even get to the house. Yeah, you're like, it's got to end soon. It's got to end. It just went on and on and on. We need to do a Weatherspoons trip soon. So, those of you that have probably been, you might not know this. So, you can order drinks to your table when it's Weatherspoons, and you can order it to a table number. So, I remember I put on my Instagram just for a laugh um, the table number uh, and was like, do your worst kind of thing just for fun and oh my goodness gracious I mean we got pints we got Prosecco we got shots we got cocktails and I felt very rough the next day to say the least yeah it was uh, it was one of those things where you told me about it and I was like I was like, oh. You just didn't believe me. And I was like, who would do that? I was like, it's never going to happen. And then all of a sudden, just like, I think the first, like, it was like the first 10 minutes, like kind of nothing came over. And I was like, sit, I was like, yeah, this is what I thought it would be. And then all of a sudden, like a bottle of champagne came over and then shots. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? And then <laughs> we had those people that were kind of like next to us that saw what was going on. Obviously, they then tried to like become mates of us and like oh so uh, I see you're getting a load of drinks like champagne yeah. this is like a Wednesday <laughs> night <laughs> it, was li- it was literally a Wednesday as well it was literally a Wednesday evening and the work the girl just kept coming over laughing as she was carrying the change. she was like there's more drinks here because she knew we hadn't ordered them and she was like uh, yeah here's your next round yeah, we're it, like oh god there was just no consistency was it it was just like whatever was going on. yeah it was, it was uh, that was entertaining oh that was it because you remember she came over and she was like someone's ordered you a um, a pot of baked beans. She was like, I presume you probably don't want that. I was like, uh, I was like, nah, you can keep that one. I was like, that, one, that one's that one's on you. You know, you can have that one. That, yeah, that, oh, I do love that. That's something that I would definitely do. To someone, I would just find out the most random thing, like a full English breakfast, and just send like it. A pot of baked beans. Just baked beans. Like, we've had a pot of baked beans. Do you want them? I was like, uh, no, I'm okay. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> I had dinner. I forgot about that. That is funny. Good times. Good times. So uh, what we were going to, as I mean, you you would have seen the title by now, um, seven minutes into this podcast. But yeah, what we're going to be ta- talking about today is uh, a lot of, um, I guess we're going to be debunking like a lot of uh, things out there. And we want to talk about dieting truths that you need to know. And this does slightly I guess it, it crosses over with myths, doesn't it? It does cross over like kind of like myths. Yeah, yours, yours definitely do. Um, but the reason we wanted to bring this about is is like to kind of go into the conversation a little bit deeper on each point. So I'll just give you a, a, a prime example of like, you know, you've heard it before, um, especially if you follow our education and stuff like that. You can 100% drink alcohol and still lose body fat. And usually we'll probably like, st- we'll, we'll, we'll stop it there. We say like, you know, the role of calorie deficit, obviously you want to be having more nutrient dense foods than not, but you know, as long as you're within your calories, like you can still drink alcohol and we kind of stop it there. But there's, there's, there is some things that you do need to know as well. Like, yes, you can absolutely do that, but it does make your life so much harder. So while I pretty much just said my first point, we might as well just go off that one. So what yeah. we're going to do is we made it a little bit fun and I I just said to Ryan, look, you bring five to the table, I bring five. Ryan doesn't know my five, I don't know his five. Um, and uh, we're just going to go with it. So the first one that I had, like the dieting truth that you need to know is exactly what I said, was a lot of people, what they do is they run of the information of like, oh, Hayden Ryan just said that I can still drink alcohol and lose weight. Like, that's it. That's all I need to do without any like real understanding and awareness around it. So like the truth is you can absolutely still drink alcohol and lose weight, but understand like it's going to make your journey so much harder because mm-hmm. it's it's from a couple of standpoints. Number one, alcohol is very calorie dense. And because alcohol is very, very calorie dense, uh, typically, and it knocks our intuitions as well, doesn't it? This is the other thing. 
Yeah, so it's the impact. Yeah, number one, it's it's calorie dense, so it's easy to tot up the uh, calorie total. But secondly, once we've had a few drinks, our intuitions are knocked. We're typically not like, okay, no, I, I'm done now. Like they, it leads to more. It then leads mm-hmm. to a kebab. It then leads to whatever happens for the rest of the night. And that can easily throw your calories um, for the day. And then on top of that as well, like if you ended up having a few too many uh, drinks, the next day you typically feel pretty rubbish, pretty hungover. Again, what's your kind of thought process around that? Is it... Right, I'm going straight back to eating in my deficit. I'm going to be eating loads of nutrient-dense foods. Do you know what I'm going to have for breakfast? A salad. Like, no one does that. (laughs) No one ever woke up hungover and said they want scrambled egg. Yeah, so um, it's always typically, um, uh, depending on how drunk you got, like, I mean, you might have just made yourself sick all day and not actually have anything. But more often than not, you just, you, you can't be bothered to really cook or anything like that. So then you, again that calories is 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 kind of written off the day and you won't even track that or anything like that so it's it is a bit more of a knock-on effect so yes you 100 percent can drink alcohol but understand like it does make your journey a little bit harder you can do it i'm not gonna lie to you you can do it it mm. does make it harder <clears throat> though so have that awareness and like, first of all, the calorie deficit rule does apply. Yes, there has to be a calorie deficit present for you to drink alcohol and lose weight, but also get really in tune with actually yourself and your personality. Like I know some people that their tolerance to alcohol is ridiculous. And what I mean by that is they can drink heavily on one night and they can get up the next day. They can go to the gym. They can crush the day like normal. I mean, not me. (laughs) I'm, They're mutants. Like, who can do that? Oh, it's madness, isn't it? We, if you can do that, I envy you. We have someone in the academy that um, she's she's actually like mid twenties, and mm. she was like has never had a hangover a hangover in the day of her life. And then, I, then because when someone says that to me, it always like I'm 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 fascinated. I'm actually fascinated because I get struck by hangovers so bad. I'm like, yeah. what is so different? Obviously, apart from being a female, but like, why why do you not get hangovers? Like, what do you drink? And she literally says like, Jaegers, bombs, uh, Prosecco, wine. Like, she says literally everything. I'm like, how Somebody's, do you not get? Yeah, I think I think some I I have this is completely anecdotal. There's no science behind this, so do not quote me. I think people metabolize alcohol better than others. I think some people manage it better than others. I'm awful, like horrendous. So that's the, um, you're 100% right, because you know I go like bright red, don't I, sometimes? So I actually, because I was quite, at first I was um, I was scared that I was actually going to be allergic to some kind of alcohol. So I, I went to the doctor, this is probably like, it's probably like six six or seven years ago. It's quite a while ago. And I was like, am I allergic to anything? They did a test and they said like, there's nothing that's like, it doesn't appear that you have any allergies to anything. Um, and then what they did is they t- gave me like this thing to look into. And again, I don't know if this is actually the case or what it, whatever it is, but my body is just that apparently just some people's body isn't very good in the core temperature change that happens. And because that your body can't deal with that core temperature change, like that's why you just go like really red and stuff. It's because it's your body mm. physically trying to fight. Maybe that's that's literally what's going on with me. Interesting. If anyone listens to this and you actually know the answer and to why it's like it's like um it's just like red like patches, don't I? I get like red patches yeah. in like like You look like you're blushing, but you're not. Yeah, and it's like it's like certain parts of my face, like my cheek, but it's sometimes this is very very rare and i haven't had this for a few years touch wood like sometimes it's so so hot like i I go so hot i physically feel like i could put my face in like a bowl of water and go (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even joking it's really uncomfortable such an (laughs) anti-climax 
But I know what you mean. Um, I know what you mean. So yeah, that's 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 kind of the first truth. Go on, Ryan. What's your what's your first truth? Yeah, I think yeah, and I think that's just just quickly on the end of that alcohol is yeah, it's it's not only the alcohol itself, which has a lot of empty calories. It's the decisions you make around it. Mm-hmm. But if you can handle those calories, cool. And if you can manage the cravings and the struggles next day, also cool. Which means you can totally lose weight. Um, my one is um, weight loss isn't fast. Mm. Everyone always thinks it's going to be this super duper fast thing that's going to happen. And I think a lot of it is to blame with also like when um, apps and calorie calculators, they often ask you, how much do you want to lose per week? Like two pounds, three pounds or something. And someone's like, okay, and they spit out a number. And it's like, they don't know that. Because what you got to realize is the reason that it's not fast is it's not continuous all the time. Because you never eat the same amount of calories. Can you hear my dogs? Millie, shut up. Millie, you keep going like that. I'm going to lock you in the shed. I wouldn't lock my dog in the shed. That's not very nice. But, yeah, is the... um, Oh, where was I going with that? Goodness gracious. Ah, it's not fast. That's why. Uh, So we don't eat exactly the same amount of calories each day. We don't uh, eat the same amount of protein. Can you hear that? That It really is going absolutely mad. I think it's the in-laws are here. That's why. Hopefully it should come down. Um, so, yeah, you don't eat the same amount of calories, don't eat the same amount of protein, you don't do the same amount of steps, you don't get the same amount of sleep, you don't eat the same amount of... Uh, you don't drink the same amount of water, you don't do... Why are you laughing? You don't do the same amount of exercise. So there's a lot of things that aren't in your favour, basically, when it comes to being completely consistent and continuous. So it's not fast, you know? There's so much... Oh, mate, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give them... Give them a mouthful. Give him a mouthful. If they will, if I went out there, they're like, oh no, he's there. <laughs> Dad's there. Um, yeah, so what you've got to remember is that basically it's not fast. Um, it's an expectation that I think we've been led to believe because we've crash dieted and we've cut out so many different things. We've always been led to believe that it is completely something that happens really fast. We can get it super quick. Um, and it's just kind of not like that. You know, weight loss takes time. It takes consistency over time that leads to it. You know, people say, oh, I've, you know, I, I want to lose this amount of weight by June the something. You know, someone said in my inbox, they're like, I want to lose as much weight as possible. And I'm like, well, you're going in it with the wrong thought process. Like, yes, you control the variables, but you don't control them that much, if that makes sense. Like, there's so many moving parts in the weight loss journey that you can't control everything to make it as fast as possible. And what you've also got to factor in is that, like, you go for fast weight loss. It literally means a bigger deficit in one way, shape or form, which again is going to battle with the biggest, most important factor when it comes to losing weight and that's adherence. Mm. Yes, you can lose it fast, but I guarantee it's not sustainable. It's not meant to be fast. You know, if it was fast, putting on weight is the same as taking off weight. It's like you didn't put on weight really fast. If you did, you would have probably noticed years ago when it was coming on. It slowly went on over time and it's exactly the same as getting it off again. It's just a slow, consistent process. And I think the quicker you realize that it's not fast, the better that you'll do, the the less you'll beat yourself up when the scales don't go down as much as you think it should, the less you'll kind of strive for unrealistic expectations. Mm. I think Millie and Dexter had something to say about that point as well. I'm not sure if you can understand dog, but uh, yeah. Yeah, they were they were extremely vexed about that point. Sorry, team. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, you, you're exactly right. And um, this, it, it does come down to like society as well. It's everything you've ever been taught. Um, it's It doesn't help that you see adverts um, that are telling you mm. to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Like all yeah. of these like marketing scams that they have um and of course like i mean we're all human like as soon as it mm-hmm. if you're not educated in like um in terms of like nutrition and stuff and like you, you you don't really know what the expectations are going into the weight loss like by you seeing a marketing of like 30 pounds in 30 days like that is your expectation like that all yeah. of a sudden goes to it so you start this journey thinking that, okay, you're gonna, this is going to happen. But that just sets you up for failure from the off. Like It's because inevitably, unless you're pretty much going to eat nothing for 30 days, like the chances of you losing 30 pounds, or unless you have like an extreme amount to lose, but like the chance of you losing 30 pounds in 30 days isn't that high. And yeah. with that, then because inevitably that's not going to happen, 
you feel like a failure because you haven't achieved that. And then again, it yeah. goes back to that adherence loop. It's, yeah, it, it's society. Society has placed this, uh, this power and everyone's basically realized that time is the most precious commodity we have. Everything nowadays in society is to make things happen faster, quicker. And unfortunately, weight loss, just like everything else, has fallen under that bracket when actually it shouldn't. But for marketing and money purposes, people have gone with it because they're like, give the people what they want. You know, tell them that it's going to do this, get them to crash diet because that's what they want. But this is the thing you've got to realize there's a difference between what you want and also what you need. Marketing and all these high street fads that you do, they are only going to give you what you want, which is quick weight loss. It's no, there's no sustainability to it. You've got to realize that sustainable weight loss isn't fast. It's slow. And that's, but that's what you need. That's what you need to adhere to it and to make this a long lasting change and actually get to your goal. You know, not get halfway there and then sack it off. Yeah, yeah. A very salient point there. Um, the, Come on then, number two. Yeah, the, the second one that I have three. three technically, um, but two for me, is you can eat too much of a good thing. And I think we fall into this trap so much. Like, if anyone's on the email list, you would have heard me, uh, or you would have not heard, because you would have read. You would have read... The uh, email that I put about when I went to Australia and I gained a load of weight. And this was because I thought I was quote unquote being healthy. I was having like these smoothie bowls for breakfast. I was having uh, like these huge salads and everything out there that was like packed with like quinoa and all of these things. And I assumed because they were labeled, they were marketed as healthy, like I was. I think people think of healthy foods as almost like zero calories, or you don't think that it will make you fat. You don't think it will make you gain weight. But the truth is calories are still key. And we fall into this trap, uh, like again, in society so much. And I see it branded all the time. Like um, I've got someone that I know is out in Bali at the moment, and uh, they were telling me that literally everything is plastered with like vegan food. And there's nothing wrong with vegan food, um, but it's all, it's all branded as like these healthy foods. And people have this association mm. with vegan being healthy, but more often than not, vegan is actually very calorie dense. Like a lot of the vegan mm -hmm. foods are calorie dense um, and it's very like carbohydrate rich, which again, isn't an issue. It just means there's, uh, there's potential there to be a lot of calories with very little protein, which means you don't get an awful lot of satiation. Yeah. So you don't yeah. you don't want to fall into this trap of thinking just because you're eating quote unquote healthy foods that you're all of a sudden automatically going to see success. Mm -hmm. Like you, it's like the avocado trend. What, so it's like nailing avocados and they're yeah. like three hundred calories a pop. And people, I know people that like like we just started making Joe Wicks recipes and didn't realize that they're like they were like a thousand like not the ones in his, when you do his plan but the ones in his books they're like a thousand calories a pop because you're having like a whole avocado in it with everything else and I know a few people that put on weight yeah they're like put on weight and I'm eating healthier and I'm like yeah yeah energy balance I, I, I hear it so I, I probably I would probably say at least once a day I hear someone say that or they, they tell me um, in our, our community, our free community group, that um, they, can't, they, they can't get their head around it. They're eating really, really healthy, but they just can't seem to lose weight. And again, every time I dig, it's the exact thing that we're talking about. It's like, yes, you, you can absolutely, like, if, if eating, uh, like, let's just use prime example, right? So you can have, this is why there is, like, inherently, there's no such thing as, like, good like foods that make you fat mm. or anything like that. Like there is no such thing as a food that makes you fat. It's the overconsumption of calories. You can have 500 calories of broccoli and you will lose weight. Broccoli. You can have 5,000 calories of broccoli and you can gain weight. Like you can broccoli. gain body fat. <laughs> so, and this is it. You lose weight through quantity, not quality. Exactly. And it's just case in point there. Like you, it really doesn't matter. Well, it does matter the foods that you eat. Do not get uh, yeah. misconstrued with that. Like 100% does matter what you eat. But don't fall for the fallacy of that you think that you're eating healthy and that automatically means weight loss. Um, you still have to manage your calories. 
So that was kind of a truth that I, I wanted to put out there um, because I have, like I said, going back like 10 plus years ago, like I had fallen for that in Australia. Like I couldn't believe that I was gaining, I was gaining weight. Um, and the only reason that I knew I was gaining weight is because when you go on to, uh, you go to do like bungee jumps and stuff like that, there's, it tells you have to be waived because there's like weight limits and stuff. And I was like, I knew what I'd gone out with, I'd gone out as. And then I was like, how am I like, I surely haven't like gained that much. And then. Scales are broke. Yeah, I was literally Scales like, are broke. Scales are broke. There's something wrong. Like, you need, you need to change those. <laughs> <laughs> I think the batteries are dodgy power. Get, get some new batteries in there, fellas. I think they're dying. I was literally like, hang on. Like, taking my clothes off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually weigh myself my clothes on. Can I strip? Is that okay? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was, that was the, uh, the second point for me. What was your second point being formed? like it. So, not linear. And I think this needs to be reiterated. You will not lose weight every single week. Some of the weeks, it will stay the same. Some of the weeks, it will go up. You've got to trust the process. And I think we've been led again. It's same as kind of like it's fast. Um, It's not fast and it's not linear. And they're the two hard truths I think that no one wants to face is that fat loss isn't fast and it's not linear because we want to lose it as fast as we can every single week. And when it doesn't happen, we often get annoyed. We throw in the towel and we quit. And this is what you've got to realize. It isn't going to go like that every single week. Some, you know, some days you might not see a drop in the scale. Some weeks you might not see it, but that's perfectly normal. And then when you realize that, that's the beauty of having that relaxation when you step on the scales is knowing that you're not expecting anything. You know, you're not expecting weight loss every week. And it then puts your mind at ease and it reduces your stress and therefore re- reduces the likelihood of you quitting and, and failing ultimately at what it is you're doing you can't control all the variables if you could control all the variables then maybe yes but your body has a complex mechanism of thousands of different chemical reactions you can't control everything therefore the scales will not go down because also there's different things that happen to do with the scales you know there's different things that happen which make it jump up which make it you might well be losing body fat but the scales might go up because you've eaten more carbs this week or you've drunk more water or you're coming into the late luteal phase, whatever it might be, that's what you've got to realize. Just because the scales have even gone up one day, it means your weight has gone up. It doesn't mean you haven't lost body fat. And I think that's one of the most important things. When you jump on the scales, whatever it says, like same as the scales going down, just because scales they're down doesn't mean you've lost body fat. It might mean that you ate less carbs or drunk less water. Do you know what I mean? Like we all know that towards the end of your menses, that first week, the scales will drop off. It's not because you've suddenly lost two pounds of body fat. It's because you've dropped a lot of water that you had a water bound reef water bound water rebound, rebound effect and you've dro- get the words out with your son um, and that you've just dropped water you haven't dropped two pounds of body fat it's just water so remember that that it's not linear and even when the scales go up it doesn't mean you haven't lost body fat just like when the scales go down it doesn't mean you've lost body fat yeah there's a um there's a very good infographic that is on my Facebook um that I, I mean I posted it the other day didn't I where it's just literally a graph that shows you like Assuming you're in a calorie deficit, like mm. you're going to always lose body fat, assuming you're in a yeah. calorie deficit. But that doesn't mean that the fluctuations of your scale weight. weight will do yeah. that. So yeah. it's yeah. um it's I got a lot of good feedback about uh looking at that actually. And like I've got quite a few messages saying that it's that's something that they have never considered before and was kind yeah. of like the visual where they were like, Oh, actually, hang on, like if I do stick to the plan, regardless of the scale, like, I will lose body fat. And I'm always like, yeah, but you must be in a deficit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think what it does is it brings about the kind of like point of understanding that that's also why you don't go just by the scales, because you also need to go by measurements, how your clothes fit and photos as well, because it then helps take your focus away from the scales and expecting that consistent drop. If you place your focus elsewhere, looking at measurements, the scales might not move, they might go up, but your measurements might go down. That is a prime example of when you're like, okay, cool, I've lost body fat because I know that my measurements got down, my clothes are fitting better, even though the scales haven't changed because they're being masked by whatever it is that they're being masked by. Yeah. Um, cool. So my, uh, did you have anything else other than that? And you? No, mate. No, I think that was, no, I think that was a good one. No, yeah, yeah. I don't want to butcher it. 
Um, <laughs> we are good at that, as you all yeah, know. know. Uh, okay, so my third is um, is basically modern society. The suspense is killing me. Yeah, well, I was trying to think of the best way to kind of describe this, but <laughs> I was like, "Is he making out?" Modern society doesn't set us up for weight loss success. Now, what I mean by that is everything is so much more readily available. Everything's easier. Everything's making us lazier. Everything's more calorie dense. And let me just give you a couple of examples like Uber Eats. So especially if you live in a city now, like Uber Eats, Deliveroo, I mean, to be fair, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, (laughs) And it it makes your life so much easier. But I'm completely aware to the fact that it it actually makes me, number one, lazier because I now don't get in my car and drive to the supermarket, get my knees up by walking around the supermarket, getting some steps in. I no longer do that. Secondly, it's if you go on there, 90% of the foods are very calorie dense, fast foods. So again, my calories are naturally going to be higher. Restaurants mm-hmm. don't care about your fat loss journey. 99% of restaurants do not care about your fat loss journey. They care about how delicious their food is going to taste because they know that's going to keep bringing you back around to eat it. Mm. So yeah. we've got all of these things that are kind of uh, like going against us Working now. Working against you. Yeah. yeah. And is, is ultimately making our lives easier, but is making our fat loss journey harder. Again, like yeah. escalators and stuff like that. Like Yeah. It's, it's, it's everything though, isn't it? It's marketing. Everything is put in front of your face. People pay to have their food at the right eye height for you. Food. Food is literally made. Restaurants, shop-bought food. It is made to taste as good as possible to get you wanting more, so then you buy it. Portion sizes. Portion sizes are set as one size fits all. I love going for a pub meal. You know why? Because they give you massive bloody portions. There's nothing worse than going to one of these fancy restaurants when you get like eight little mini courses. I'm like, really? Come on. Like, they don't give me and Hayden a relevant portion size to what we need. Me and a 50 kilo, four foot... 12, 12, four foot four two foot 12. female would get the same size burger and chips. Are our calorie needs the same? No, but that's not the restaurant's problem. Yeah, they don't look at you and they're like, um. Mm. But we're also gets, <laughs> you need one quarter pounder and about 200 grams of sweet potato fries. <laughs> Only mm, you're pretty this. small. You need half a quarter pounder and 100 grams of fries. <laughs> and what they also think, you know, society as well, I think, mate, is exactly what you said. Like, we're always led to believe that we have to finish our plate. We're like, oh, we paid for it. We need to eat it. And it's like, well, you don't. Mm. Like, I don't want to waste it. It's like, well, yeah, I get that. But like, it's not like you're never going to have another meal out again. It's not like this is your last meal. Like, you're going to eat out again. It's not your last meal. And if you're still hungry when you get home, you can grab a snack. Yeah, I think that's, that's almost like another truth, isn't it? It's like, you don't need to finish your food. Yeah. And I say this to all my clients, I'm like, you just, just like, whenever it's like, you can't leave till you finish your plate. That's the thing is, like, we were taught as kids, it's like, you can't remember at school. Yeah. They used to not let me, li- you, they wouldn't let you leave in primary school, your seat, until you finish your plate. No, you got to eat a little bit more. And you're like, but Miss, 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 her name's Miss Rose. Miss Rose, I'm full. Any of you listen to it, you used to go to my primary school, you'll know. But Miss Rose, I'm full. She's like, no, a few more beans. And you used to scrape it. You used to, if you didn't like the dinner, you used to scrape it to like half, halfway across your plate to make it look like you'd eaten half. Yet, all you've done is scrape the whole meal into half. So it's literally stacked like two stories high. Oh. And she's like, you've just moved it. And I'm like, nah, miss, you, you can see that. I've eaten half. I, was, I would have probably been the kid on the table where she's like, no, you've got to finish it. You're not moving. And I'm literally just pushing it off the edge of the table. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to eat it off the floor? Do you want me to be a dog? Okay, I'll do that. Ms. Rose, <laughs> you've got two issues. You've got two options here. You let me leave or you clean this up off the floor. I'll be like, someone take a picture and send it to my mum. But yes, society nowadays is like, again, Uber, everything. It's making it our weight loss journey harder. But... We've got to like where it seems convenient for us and where it seems amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I love the fact there's Uber Eats. I love Deliveroo. I love the fact that there's just like Ubers, like uh, like especially in Brighton, like it takes two minutes for it to get there. All of these things are setting us up for our weight loss journey to be harder. Be aware about it. Have the awareness phase and, you know, just don't, it doesn't mean it's again, it doesn't mean you have to have it. It doesn't mean like, 
you necessarily need to like if you're going to get a takeaway you can still like if it's walking distance you can still walk there and go get it because if uber eats or delivery wasn't available you'd still have to go do it anyway or okay maybe if yeah. you didn't have a car you know it's, well, but it's just been smart man it's just been smart and thinking about your goals yeah keep your goals at the forefront of your mind keep the goals okay next one for me is you will mess up Oh, yeah, here first. You will mess up. A lot of people, and they absolutely love this quote: "Progress over perfection." People think that this weight loss journey is going to be a set amount of time, and that you're going to literally give everything to losing weight. And one of the things I said to our clients the other day on a coaching call, I was like, "You are not a physique athlete." I repeat that: you are not a physique athlete. Your life doesn't revolve around reducing body fat to a certain level, and every aspect is driven by that. Because what you've also got to realize is you're a you're a human. It's not they're not human. You're a human, but also you have a job that doesn't support that. You have a lifestyle that doesn't support that. You go out socializing. There's so many things that don't allow weight loss to be a hundred percent a priority all the time. And guess what? That's okay. Physique people, bodybuilders, physique athletes who step on stage and they look absolutely lean. Their life revolves around that. But this is the thing. They prep their meals all the time. They weigh out absolutely every ounce of them. They don't have a social life. They don't go out for meals. They don't go out for drinking. They go to bed at a certain time. This isn't normal life. Like that is a sport. You are not in this for sport. You're in this to lose weight, to better your health and get towards your goals. And this is why I think it's so misconstrued is that everyone thinks it's going to be the perfect journey. And I'm like, you're not a physique athlete. It doesn't need to be perfect. And it's not going to be because you can't put all of your priorities into this. Prioritize. Prioritize. <laughs> you really struggle. Shut up, you. You, aren't, you can't always prioritize fat loss. You sometimes are going to have social life goes higher up the priorities. Sometimes you're going to eat out. Sometimes you're going to drink alcohol. Sometimes family go up the priorities list. It's fine. And you know what I always say? When mistakes happen, see them as a good thing. Like it's an opportunity for you to learn and grow and overcome it so that you don't make it again. It's like if you if you make a mistake, everyone's like, oh, that's it, I messed up. If you were getting a ship and you were traveling from the UK to America and you were going along and an iceberg got in your way bring about the Titanic iceberg got in your way and you had to go round it you wouldn't be like oh no there's iceberg in our way we're going to have to turn around go back start again like you'd go round it yes it might take you a few more days yes it's a little detour it's not ideal but it doesn't matter even if you have to stop for a bit to let another boat pass you wouldn't turn around and go back I think I did a tweet before that was like if you, got, if you were driving to your destination, you got stuck in traffic, you need to get there 30 minutes later, would you quit and go home? No. Yes, it's annoying. Yes, it's inconvenient, but you're still going to get there. It's not going to be the perfect journey. You're going to make mistakes, and that is absolutely normal. Mm. No one goes start to finish without, even physique athletes have days when like maybe they wake up and they nail a couple of bowls of cereal because they're ravenous at 3 a.m. Like People make mistakes. Weight loss is no different. You know, you never perfectly learn how to ride the bike without falling off. You never learn how to walk without falling off. You never learn how to play the, the violin without making a few duff notes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like we make mistakes in every aspect of our life. It's perfectly normal. It's per- per- part of the learning and growing process. Making mistakes is human and your weight loss is going to contain mistakes and it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like there's so, um, it, that's uh, so so true like so true and I, th- I I can't the amount of times like it's you know you're not even alone if you're like listening to this and you're thinking ah oh, yeah that is me like I, 100% I, I'm there myself as well like I get annoyed for myself not being perfect or everything yeah. like that but you do have to take a step back and realise like again like there's a lot that's going to be going against you to not make things perfect as well so mm. yeah don't get don't get caught up in it like keep like always just like know your trajectory know where you're going like some days aren't going to be perfect but that's fine that's absolutely yeah. fine yeah and and that's it just realizing that it's okay to make mistakes like it's not a bad thing to make mistakes like I've full transparency you guys are about to hear this now I've made a mistake I forgot to put the link to our coaching call later in the group and someone just messaged me so as we speak I'm putting the link up there now for the call um, I've made a mistake What's- and I've been doing this for 
four years. Yeah, I was just about, so, to, say, I was about to say, I'm, I'm throwing you under the bus here. So we've actually been doing worry. live coaching calls for like a year and a half now. And, and I still make mistakes. He still, like that whole time, Tuesday and Thursday, is the time to put the link in. Yeah. And I still occasionally forget. We all make mistakes. It's perfectly normal. I make put the right link in. A lot more. I have today. I've just, just posted it into the group. So we're live in there. So those clients um, watching this back, I've just posted. Because one of my clients, I just saw it popped up. One of my clients was like, hey, just checking there's a call today. I was like, yeah, there is. Why wouldn't there be? <laughs> because there's no links. Right? I forgot to put it in there. Damn. So yeah, you will mess up. You will mess up. Cool. Right. My uh, next one is... Smart people can be wrong. Ooh. So I don't say that again for those at the back. Those at the back. Those at the back. Smart people <laughs> can be wrong. Um, and I'm not going to uh, point fingers, but doctors. And <laughs> <laughs> if you have an issue with this, please don't reach out to me. Please reach out to Hayden, and Hayden can deal with any doctors listening to this because I've had many people i.e. doctors have a go at me being like, not all doctors uh, tell people have 1,200 calories. And I'm like, I know it was just a point. So attack Hayden if you listen yeah, to this. Yeah, no, it's, it's, but it's true. Like 100%, like there's some incredible doctors out there. There's also mm-hmm. some doctors that give incredibly moronic statements to their patients. Um, <laughs> Straight up. But it's, 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 they're essentially a lot of some no again I don't want to say a lot some doctors are very black and white they follow by the book they are pretty much telling mm. you what they're told to talk, uh, to tell you so they yeah. might not necessarily be up to speed with everything a prime example is if you have and we've like had this situation before where like we've had clients that are not obese they are not obese they train an awful lot like they're very like um they're very focused on their nutrition. They're very um, in tune of their nutrition and training. Mm-hmm. And um, they've gone to the doctors just having like generic tests of something, nothing to do with uh, losing weight or anything like that. They've had to get the standard test that you get done at the doctors where you have your BMI done and they're telling you that you're overweight and you need to lose weight. Now, there's so much wrong with this. Like, first of all, like, I have had, so I used to, um, a couple of years ago, work with CrossFit, CrossFit athletes. I had this one athlete in particular. Who's competing in the CrossFit Games, no troubles. Yeah, not a big issue. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it wasn't actually her. I had this other CrossFit athlete and she was um, very, 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 like a, a very muscular physique. Like she was in incredible shape, like incredible shape. Um, Were you jealous of her? Yeah, absolutely. But she like, lived and breathed CrossFit like it was her life and um anyway she she went to go get some um lab work done and she went to the doctors she was going to get some tests like the first initial just like blood tests and basically the doctor came back to her and said like without even like you could clearly look at this woman and be like you're in incredible shape like you could look at it and he's he was whether he was new or not I don't know but he was so Black and white by the book told her that she needed to lose weight. Her BMI was too high. It was uh, borderlining on um, obese for her um, for her like stats that she had. And he actually pr- he went through the steps of like talking to a clinically obese person and saying like, if you do not do this, you are risk at all of these things. Mm-hmm. But. She, like, because she knew that obviously it wasn't the case or anything like that, but that had a huge emotional effects to her. And there was a lot that I had to do to kind of, like, talk her through the process of everything of, like, what going on and what they're telling telling her. But I said to her, when she got the results back, and he was like, because he was like, okay, you're, you're at risk of having, like, type 2 diabetes, like, all of these things. I got her to go back with the lab results and say, here's my results. Like you told me that I was at risk at this, this cardiovascular disease, all of these things. I'm not even close to the mark of that. In fact, I'm complete opposite end. But that guy is incredibly smart. To be a doctor, you have to be incredibly smart. Like You have to pass like tough exams. Like Smart people can be wrong. They're just following by the book. 
Now, again, I'm not sitting here and slating every single doctor. 100%, there's a lot of smart doctors out there. There's a lot of doctors that actually use their brain and will look at someone and can clearly tell that they're not overweight. But the other thing is as well, like actually on this note, slide topic, vexed. If like you are, yeah, I mean, I'm not even saying it. Yeah, if like you that, are like you uh, a doctor or you're you're working with patients and stuff like that, like understand the human psychology of your words. Like, like be impeccable with your words. Like understand how it can affect people. Like if you say to a female that you are overweight and you are borderline on like obesity, even if this woman may be slightly overweight understand the negative effects that they can have to someone like you have to be a human about this like understand that that isn't a that isn't the way to go about telling someone that they need to go and get help or they need to lose weight or anything like that there's so many better ways like be more human jesus please be more human about it because this is what can lead to not only mental health issues which is absolute rife at the moment due to like covid but like it can lead to further mental health issues like self-esteem, like rock bottom, confidence, rock bottom. That can, if someone's got a really bad, uh, like an emotional um, relationship with, well, f- first of all, their emo- like if someone's got a bad relationship with their emotions and they're turned to as food, that's what gives them comfort. Well, you're just like fueling that even more. I mean, I've gone so off topic here. And I'm gonna bring it back around, but you, you can. I was like, I was like, I ain't even, I ain't even gonna stop him. I was like, I'm just gonna let him play. Yeah, but you can, you can, you can see what I mean. But going back to the original point, like as I was saying there, like smart people can be wrong. Like that's absolutely fine. Like if you see someone with a blue tick on Instagram that has doctor in front of their name, and they say something ridiculous, it doesn't mean that they're right. Like or they just put a post out, it doesn't mean they're right. Like again, do your own like further research. Um, into the topic, like cross-reference it, like reach out to three or four people, like even like Christ, if you're listening to something that we say on a podcast and like it almost sounds too good to be true to you, like speak to five other coaches, like reach out to like five other coaches, like side note, everything we say is very much science-backed and we are right 100% of the time. Um, Yeah, we are very careful about what we say. But like, do do if you if you if you want someone else to um like confirm what we've said or you know you just want to double check like by all means like you don't have to listen to us like we're just here to provide education to, to better your like progress and banter banter. Um, banter so yeah smart people can be can be wrong wow yeah sorry I team. Mean- no, I don't see. I don't see you get like that often. I like it. <laughs> Fire. Uh, anyone can lose it, but not everyone can keep it off. Same. Anyone can lose it, but not everyone can keep it off. This is the thing. Every single person out there at one point in their life has lost weight. Every single person, whether it was intentionally or unintentionally, which proves to you that everyone can do it. The thing is, is that not everyone can keep it off. Why? Because simply being is that not everyone addresses the underlying causes, which is what fad diets and everything do. All they do is put sticky tape on a leaky tap. Not everyone, which is great. It stops the issue at first. We lose the weight. We do a diet, puts us in a calorie deficit, done. The thing is, if you don't address the underlying causes, you will not keep it off because they will disappear the whole time that you're doing this diet. And as soon as you stop, they will come back. So everyone can lose it, but not everyone keep it off. Remember, you are a direct representation of your lifestyle, behaviours and habits. You didn't purposely put on weight. It happened because of your lifestyle, behaviours and habits. You never track calories to put on weight. So what you've got to realise is, yes, you can track calories to lose weight, but if you don't adjust your lifestyle, behaviours and habits long-term, everything will just be a short-term fix. Yeah. Yeah, that's... it's. I mean, that's... Yeah, I yeah. mean, you absolutely nailed that. Like, if your habits and behaviours aren't instilled, like, you will get caught in that dieting loop. A hundred percent. Like, th- yeah. that is the difference between people that are, have short-term and long-term success. It's the difference between people inside the academy and not inside the academy. <laughs> we the teach academy. them habits and behaviours because, and if you are listening to this, uh, I am actually doing a 20% off discount for 24. Oh, no, it's 24 hours today, but I forget. We're recording it. It's Thursday. So the discount will actually be going. But if you want to join the academy on Monday... <laughs> 
DM me Academy and if I'm feeling good seven days out of my birthday, maybe I'll do something. Um, so yeah, you've got to realize that habits and behaviors are the long-term things. You've, if you're listening to this and you've lost the same 10 pounds, 20 pounds over and over and over again, prime example, you're addressing the problem, not the cause. Mm. Yeah. Mark drop. Boom. Massive mark drop. Um, so last one, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go, Hayden messaged me before this saying, yeah, we'll just do like, you do five chews, I'll do five chews. Even if it's only like half an hour, don't worry about it. We are up to the 50 minute mark and we still have one more each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry team. Um, so, no, it's cool. People listen to their, listen to this on their walk. So I think it's good. So I think it's because I only think about the actual topic, whereas I forget like the crap we speak about at the, for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> Someone said that the other day. Uh, one of our clients just listened to the coaching call. She was like, I love when you and Hayden go off on little rants here and there. Probably more aimed at me. And she was like, I haven't even started listening to your podcast yet. And I was like, oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, for a field day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, um, I actually, uh, I didn't tell you. Uh, someone messaged me and said, like, so they said, oh, I'm, I'm listening back to you or I've been listening back to the coaching calls. And because I don't ever tell people like usually there's about 15 minutes at the beginning where we kind of just catch up, talk, like have a laugh. And this is with all of the, um, this is all the clients as well. And uh, then we often at the end, it can, it can, it can get out of control. It can be like the last 20 minutes where we talk about nothing <laughs> that has any <laughs> worth to it. You talk about pizza or about like pets. Yeah. And she, and she was like, I actually think I, uh, she was like, I love the education. Of course I do. But she was like, I also just really like listening to like the whole conversations. Yeah. So, people nosy. People like to listen to other people and what they're talking about, what they're thinking and feeling and X, Y, Z. Um, I was, I'm going to change it slightly. So my last truth was basically, but it comes inside of what you've spoken about already. My last truth, what I was going to say was. Why are you copying me? <laughs> was um, <laughs> the reason that you, um, you fail to be successful um, is because of your expectations. That was kind of like mm. one of my truth. It was like the expectations are holding you back because you're starting, but you, yeah. you pretty much covered it by saying, you know, like it's, you, you think that this is going to be a fast journey. Like you think weight loss is going to be quick. And again, that, that comes coincide with the expectation side of things. Yeah. So uh, my, my actual other one that I've just changed it to is, you can be good as you like. You can be great Monday to Friday. But if you are gorging and not having any awareness around your calories at the weekend because, you know, it's your free days, it's your cheat days, you can undo all of your calorie deficit in those two days. Very I easy. I hate that. Cheat day. And he swore then. Oh. Cheat days. Honestly, like one, you're not in a relationship with your diet, so you can't cheat on it. That was stupid. <laughs> Two, what are you che- what are you cheating on? Yeah, stop 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 rewarding yourself like you're a dog. Like literally. Yeah. You're not a dog. <laughs> Mal, I've said that before. You're not a dog. Do not reward yourself with food. And you don't need to cut any of it out anyway. So if you have to have a cheat day, it's because you're not consuming certain foods as part of a balanced intake anyway. So that's your first problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and th- th- this is again like what we go into quite a lot of depth in the academy, don't we? Because it's like I would always, when I say that, people are always like, yeah, but I know if I eat this set food, like that's just the spiral, and I can't stop eating, and then like I'm out of control. Like that's why I, I don't have it. And I'm like, again, you've got an ish. You're you've got a relationship with your like ish. Jesus Christ, Hayden, you have a bad <laughs> relationship with your food, and we need to address that because you are not going to yeah. constantly go through the rest of your life demonizing that food to then binge on it and then over consume that has to be addressed mm-hmm. so it's a deep dark hole yeah. that you get yourself into so go on what's your last one? Oh, my last one a bit of a controversial one it's not really controversial which we probably wouldn't expect it truth sleep is important now people think about kind of like sleep or stress as like not really you know just focus on nutrition that's it just focus on your food and yes that's going to get you you know food is going to be the thing that creates a calorie deficit but sleep is so important in your weight loss journey because having adequate sleep helps you function 
not only improving your cognitive function the next day, so you're more likely to improve and make better choices, but it actually directly impacts your hunger hormone, which basically means if you get bad sleep or don't have good quality sleep because you don't prioritize your sleep, your hunger would be up the next day. And if your hunger's up the next day, what happens when you get cravings? You start to overconsume and you consume too much, taking you out of a deficit. Like having good quality sleep can literally be such a good precursor to managing your hunger levels because we all know hunger is a natural normal hormonal response to dieting if we can help offset that by getting good adequate sleep then we are just batting another good kind of like thing into our corner here and people kind of overlook i think stress management and sleep and don't really think much about it it's like but you don't get good sleep it's literally going to cause mayhem the next day with regards to keeping your calories in check but also then your lethargy you know, literally studies have shown those that don't have adequate sleep consume more calories than those that do. Mm. So it's like you need to be making sure that you have adequate sleep because it is important for controlling your hunger. So get ready for this. I need you to all take or pause this if you uh, if you don't have a pen on you. So go get a pen, pause it and write down your physical follows your physiological and what I mean by that is if your um, like physiological feedback is bad, hence your sleep is impaired, well, guess what? Your hunger is going to be higher. Your hunger is now higher, mm. just like Ryan said. Sticking to your calorie deficit is now so much harder. Now, what also happens when we are impaired with sleep? More often than not, we're going to feel lethargic. We're going to feel tired. We're not going to move as much. Mm -hmm. Now, guess what? We're not moving as much. We're not burning as many calories. Now, we're not burning as many mm -hmm. calories we are not losing as much body fat potentially. And again, mm. it all comes into that cycle. So if your biofeedback mm. is bad, if your physiological feedback is bad, like your sleep, it will show in your results. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, true. This is where people look over it and it's like, mate, your, your stress, your hunger, your recovery, your energy, your digestion, like all these things are important parts to helping the deficit. You know, you're stressed, you're going to retain water, you're going to make worse decisions, you're probably going to have not of good, you know, absorption. We know when we stress, stress, it doesn't lead to good, like, um, like when people get anxious, they get dodgy stomachs, don't they? Mm. So it's like you're, you're, you looking at sleep oh, point yes. of view, it's like your energy's, yeah, your energy's not going to be good. Your decision making's not going to be good. Your hunger levels and your hunger, um, your appetite regulation is not going to be as good. So it's like all of these things are just making your what you're trying to do harder. So this is what it's all about: is not just looking at it from a food standpoint. Look at it, you know. Make sure that you're controlling your stress. Make sure you're controlling your sleep and getting good sleep because these things are super duper important. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that is probably one of. Every time I do some sort of post on like the, the pyramid to success, fat loss success, or I do like a presentation inside the academy, like nine times out of 10, like sleep is always um, is one of the points inside there. It's such an yeah. underrated tool. Yeah. And this is for performance. Like anyone listening to this who's like young and that like does a sport, it's like it is literally a free performance enhancing drug like sleep, you get good adequate sleep, it's going to improve your recovery and then you are going to be able to ham the gym better. Yeah. Nail it. <clears throat> and that, ladies and gentlemen, are the 10 honest truths from the one guys. Have you, uh, so one of our clients is just uh, baked us these ridiculous brownies. Which one's your, which one's your favorite? Have you had them all? Nah, nah, nah. I've had salted caramel. See, that one I haven't Bis had. Yeah. Salted caramel. I've had Biscoff. And I've had Kinder Bueno. I know I have had all of them then. <laughs> mm, hello. Uh, I was yeah, looking I was like, what did you get that I didn't? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, green doesn't see you. Don't get jealous. So I'm going to go with Biscoff. I love Biscoff. It's got to be the biscuits. There's nothing better than a, just Bis a dense brown. Oh, yeah. And it's no, they're dense and they're squidgy in the middle. It's divine. Absolutely divine. I can't wait for my birthday cake. So, uh, by the way, uh, what, what date's your birthday, Ryan? 
7th of June, yeah. a week Monday. I didn't want to say a date and be wrong. So <laughs> 7th of June, um, 7th of June is Ryan's birthday. Uh, I'm not going to give out addresses on, on the podcast just in case, you know, you never know who's listening or what you're going to be sent. But if you want to send Ryan something, some kind of gift, um, we have a uh, an office location, which I can give you an address to, where you can send things. Reach out to me um, and uh, we'll, we'll get that little surprise for Ryan. Oh, I'd love a gift. Someone sends me Please, a gift. Give me a I gift. will send them 12 recipe books. <laughs> I'm basically going to pay for the gift, but still, I'll send you 12 recipe books. I love gifts. I love surprises. Yeah, so if, you, if, I'm awful if, if you're thinking of sending him something, um, holler at me and... Uh, get in touch with Hayden. I will, I will get it all sorted. Right, should we uh, wrap? So I'm going to be honest with you all. Uh, we've got a coaching call in 10 minutes and I really need the toilet, so... Yeah, I really need a drink. I'm thirsty, as Cool. Well, let's wrap this up and we'll see you on a, uh, another episode. So we'll see you next, next Monday. All right, team. See you later. Bye. Peace out. Bye.